You heard Pastor Ryan speak about dedicated disciple making. Uh, There's something that's very near and dear uh, to our hearts. Uh, something that uh, we both saw uh, his dad do uh, intentionally when we were young. Uh, we would be out on the basketball courts in Tallulah, uh, and he didn't care. He'd just walk up in the middle of a game, you know, come here, young man, you know, do you know the Lord, you know, and he would just begin to, to witness and to share his faith, and that's something that we want to be very intentional about, living life on mission with God, Amen. Uh, something that has been woven into the DNA of our church. Uh, God indeed is on a mission, and he has sanctified for himself a body, uh, not uh, a body in the sense of a city light church or the body in the sense of a first Baptist, but the ecclesia, the church, the people to be co-laborers with him. And so here at City Light, we do exist to shine the light of Christ through the lives of his transformed people. It's something that you hear every Sunday, and it's a vision that lines up with God's mission and God's call to his church to go there for and make disciples of all nations. As we look at our text this morning, uh, we'll see God's heart and God's call for us to be more than just a group that occasionally gathers together, amen, to sing songs or to hear a message or to greet one another as we, you know, rush off for lunch or rush off for home. Uh, he's calling us to be a church without walls, amen. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, again, the word of the Lord says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. God's call is to the church. Again, the body. There is an understood you in the Great Commission. The verse here in 17 says, if anyone is in Christ, not just the men, not just the women, not just the church leadership, but if anyone is in Christ, the only distinction here, the only caveat are the two words, in Christ. If anyone is in Christ, what does the next part say? He is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. That's transformation. Amen? And that transformation is the only prerequisite for shining light. And that is our vision, to shine the light of Christ in our city through the lives of his transformed people. Again, whose mission is it? It's God's mission. Look at me. Uh, look with me at verse 18. It says, all this is from God. It is God's mission, God's call, and it is God who qualifies those whom he calls. Verse 18 again, all this is from God who through Christ reconciled us to himself. We were enemies of God, dead men, men who loved the darkness, who walked in darkness, but God through Christ, through the cross of Jesus Christ, and um, has called us out of darkness, rather, into his marvelous light. So instead of being enemies of God, God through Christ has made us friends of God. Why? So that we can come here and gather and sing songs and, you know, hear some preaching and, and, and go home? God through Christ reconciled us to himself to make us a church without walls. He reconciled us to himself 
to make us co-laborers with God on his mission. Again, it is God's mission, God's call. Verses 18 and 19 of our text says, All this is from God who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That is Christ, that is rather in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them and entrusting to us the ministry of reconciliation. The message, rather, of reconciliation. This ministry and message of reconciliation is a divine compulsion. It is the response of a grateful and grace-filled heart. It is something that naturally should pour from us when we, because we've received good news. Because people like to share good news, right? You know, Black Panther came out. You know, it was a great movie. Everybody loved it. So what? Everybody went out and talked about it, right? If you go to a great restaurant, you enjoyed your meal, you naturally want to go and share, hey, you know, we had this great restaurant, we went to this great restaurant. You want to share it, right? When you get a job promotion, when you're getting married, when you're having a baby, you want to share it, right? I knew they were pregnant before they said anything, by the way. How much more then should we be compelled to share that the light of the world has become the light of our lives? Verse 20, therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ. God making his appeal through us, we implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. We have been granted a high privilege, a high calling as ambassadors. Not only to have the handwriting that was on the wall that was against us blotted out, not only to have our sins removed from us as far as the east is from the west, Scripture says, not only to be made sons and daughters of God, heirs and joint heirs with Christ, but then to be made ambassadors, to speak on behalf of God, the creator and king of the universe. And who are we to speak for God? are we not to speak for God? Romans 10 and 17 says, faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Verse 14 of that same chapter asks the question, how shall they hear then without a preacher? If the transformed people of God shine no light, how can others be transformed? Ed Stetzer, quoting an article from Christianity Today, tweeted, I don't really know about the tweet because Brian shared it with me. I don't tweet. But the tweet said, in a recent study, 79% of unchurched said they would be willing to engage in a faith conversation if a Christian friend shared. Yet in separate but related research, 39% of Christ followers said they have shared the gospel, or rather that they have not shared the gospel in the past six months. George Barna, back in 1998, is quoted as saying, the average Christian in America today will die without ever having shared their faith in Christ with another person. So we have the greatest news, a divine call to speak. Why then are we so quiet? 
I want to believe it's, 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 it's not unbelief. It's something that I've wrestled with even myself throughout this week as uh, the last few weeks as Pastor Brian and I have been talking about uh, us being more intentional and encouraging you to be more intentional about sharing our faith. So I want to believe it's, it's not unbelief, but uh, that is to say we're not sharing because we really don't believe that there's been transformation in our own life or that we don't believe that God can or will transform the lives of the people that we're witnessing to. You know, sometimes, you know, Scripture talks about removing the speck, the, the, no, the, 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 what is it? The log, the beam from your eye before you seek to remove the, the speck from your brother's eye. But sometimes we feel that that's reversed and we feel that the people that we're talking to are so far gone, you know, that, that God really can that's not the case, amen? Or simply that we don't believe that the good news of Jesus Christ is worth sharing. I can't believe that it's any of those, amen? So why? Why are we so quiet? Leighton Ford in his book, Good News is for Sharing, written way back in 1977. It was a good year. That's when I was born. He gives the following thoughts on what makes people so hesitant to share their faith. I'm afraid I might do more harm than good. Some of you may hear yourself in some of these. I don't know what to say. I may not be able to give snappy answers to tricky questions. I may seem bigoted. I may uh, invade someone's privacy. We actually heard that one at Missional Community a few weeks ago. I'm afraid I might fail. I'm afraid I might be a hypocrite. Fear of rejection also makes the list. But you know what the problem is with every response on the list as well as any reason that you or I might add to the list for why we don't actively and intentionally regularly share our faith? The focus is on us. Every sentence starts with I. We don't exist to shine our light. Amen? We exist to shine the light of Christ. And we got to get it in our heads and in our hearts that the same power that was at work in Genesis when God said, let there be light, is the same power at work when we witness. Amen? The same power that preserved Daniel in the lion's den or the three Hebrew boys in the fiery furnace is the same power present when you witness. The same power that raised Jesus from the grazed is released when you raise your voice to share your faith in Christ with another person. The same power that transformed you empowers you to witness so that others might be transformed. Acts chapter 8, rather, Acts chapter 1, verse 8. These are Jesus' foul words before being taken up. Believe it or not, we're actually closing here. He says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be my witnesses. Power. Not just to come together in a sanctuary and worship and sing songs. Power. Not just to, you know, wear crosses. Power. Not just to make tweets and posts on Facebook or share our faith through Instagram. But power to be witnesses. Amen? So go. The 
charge to myself, the charge to each and every one of you is to go. Go in confidence. Go in power. Go shine the light of Christ because the love of Christ has transformed you. Amen. Let us pray. God, we are so grateful for the life that we have in you. And Lord, you know us better than we know ourselves. So every reason listed here, Lord, on why we're hesitant to share or why we're slow to speak, Lord, you're aware of it. And Father, if, if, if there's anything in our heart, Father, that wasn't on this list, you're aware of it. And so, Lord, my prayer for you is for boldness for myself and for everybody here, Father, that you would allow us to look past ourselves, Lord, to have confidence in you, Lord. Confidence in you to speak, to interrupt someone's day, Lord, to invade their privacy, God. Father, because you desire it and they need it. And because you have called us to it. And so, Lord, I pray that our hearts would burn, Lord, again. Let us have the testimony of Jeremiah, Lord. Let your word be like fire shut up in our bones, O oh Lord. Let us be as Paul was, Lord. Woe to me if I don't preach the gospel, Lord. Let us share that other people might also be transformed. These things we pray for your glory and for our good. In Jesus' name, amen.